I had a very interesting realization earlier this week when I found myself facing the prospect of doing several things that were mostly work-related, where I found myself dreading, well, dreading might be too strong of a word, but I definitely wasn't looking forward forward to these particular events and the detail of what they were or what was happening really doesn't matter at all because that's really just the story. But what I found is, is that this is not only something that I have made more difficult for myself than it has to be, and I'll explain that in a moment, but this can really be, this applies not only to just things that I'm not, you know, that we're not looking forward to doing. We might be scared of doing them. We may be afraid of something to come to pass, so to speak. Uh, This could be a host of things. This could be something where I'm just not looking forward to, to some particular event or being in a situation with someone else or with a group of people, no matter really what the context is. And in this particular case, what I noticed is that I woke up very quickly when I say woke up, not really woke, you know, waking up physiologically, but just, you know, becoming aware very quickly that it's almost as if I found myself starting to go there. I was going down that road. I, uh, and that's the beautiful part about this is, is that I saw myself do all of this in real time. And I feel like that's why I can speak about that today. Uh, A few days, and of course, even a week or two before I knew that, you know, this event had been scheduled for a while, and there were various reasons why I was not looking forward to it. Uh, There was just some concerns that I had over uh, people that I was working with, maybe not being prepared, uh, just, you know, know, not really sure how some of the, the, the parties that were involved in this were going to react and respond. There was just, you know, several different things that I was dealing with. And what I noticed is that as I got closer, uh, within a couple of days of this event, I was starting to really feel very negatively, I guess would be the best way to put it. I was feeling very negatively about it. It was affecting my energy and I began to be aware of it. And it's, and it's, and I knew even before this, that I wasn't feeling, you know, very good about this but I I wasn't necessarily just completely wrapped up in thought about it. In other words, I think because I had the luxury of there was still some time yet until this was going to happen that I could just register the thought that, you know, not really particularly looking forward to this, uh, you know, for certain reasons, but it was, I didn't have to really get lost in thought about it or try to imagine what it was, you know, how it was going to go and imagining the worst and all of those things that that we can do. Well, you know, very soon before this, I did catch myself essentially going there. And this became a situation where I, and thankfully I was able to see this. And the only reason I could catch myself in the act of this, so to speak, is because I practiced it. And there's nothing amazing or unusual about me. This is available to any of us that choose to practice mindfulness I know that I've said that many times before, but I always feel like it's so important to say it because it is, it is incredibly true. This is a practice that is available to anyone. Well, I found myself starting to, and, and what's so amazing is, is how it's almost like a snowball rolling downhill. I can start thinking about this event and then I can start developing you know, the, the self-talk, what I'm telling myself about this. 
begins to be negative and it's 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 reinforcing uh, negative you know negative rea- internal reactions I'm beginning to feel feelings of dread and negative emotions and then I'm picturing and, and all this happened you know just in a very short span of time but the process got underway and thankfully as it was getting underway I could see it all every bit of it and so it, it this really kind of mushrooms it was almost in a way like it just you know it just builds on itself and what I found was that in a very short period of time I started identifying as the person who was going to be the person who was going to be embarrassed and feel awkward about how I think thought this was going to go I knew I was not in control of all this I could not necessarily make sure that everyone was going to be ready for this uh, I had my some doubts I had hesitations uh, I had all these things going on and pretty soon it's just a kind of what I call it's like a full production it's like kind of like someone getting ready for a play or a film there's this very rich texture of you know of a background in this story and it's it's you know it's and it's very com- at least it was compelling to me because I was believing everything that I was thinking about what I was feeling so we're talking maybe the span of five ten minutes I can't really say for sure thankfully though I was aware of it because otherwise I could have spent hours I could have spent days I could have been locked in a loop of just you know developing the identity as this hapless victim that was caught in the middle on this and it, and it was going to be painful and it was going to be embarrassing and it was I was going to you know I was going to feel like I was inept to a certain degree because of the way this was going to happen and I'd done everything that I could do to uh, to be ready for this but I couldn't control it all and there luckily I wasn't really fighting that too much I didn't find myself you know, really getting caught up in, you know, trying to, to run behind the scenes and make sure that, you know, everything was, was, was going to go the way that I thought it needed to go. I knew my, there was boundaries. It wasn't up to me to be able to micromanage this for everyone that was involved. But I noticed that what made this so difficult was, and I, and I clearly caused myself a lot of unnecessary suffering but it's so easy to do if we're not paying attention. If I'm not really noticing or aware of the fact that I'm doing this, I'm just, it's human. It's very normal. I'm just having these reactions. Uh, this is the way these things can play out. In other words, if I, you know, as a human being who has the ability to think about things, if I'm not feeling good about something, it's going to make sense that I'm going to, if I'm unconscious and not really aware of what's going on if I've been in the habit of thinking the worst believing that the worst is going to most likely happen or even if I'm not 100% sure it's going to go in the worst possible way I'm at least very open to and I say this laughing because I feel like I have I have to look at this in a humorous I mean I don't have to but mindfulness practice has allowed me to be able to really laugh at my own human silliness it's allowed me to see how easy it is for me to, if I'm not paying attention and not aware of my thoughts and my internal reactions, uh, it really can turn into a what I refer to as a tragic comedy. Uh, and I do really want to find the humor in that because I know I know that if I am taking this all so unbelievably seriously, uh, and if it's an emergency, that's different. But in mo, I'd say you know. In my, in, in at least in my life experience, uh, you know the, the the true emergencies, 
uh, only happen a fraction of the time. And, you know, clearly if it is an emergency, if there is, you know, if life is on the line, if this is something that is, you know, physically dangerous uh, or psychologically dangerous, yes, I I certainly am not going to find any humor in it. But that's what's so amazing is that in so many cases, I would say over 90% of the time that I think that something is, is an emergency or in this case going to be an emergency or it's really going to be a tragedy of some sort, 90% of the time I'm wrong. And even if it doesn't go incredibly well, even if it doesn't feel like everything happens the way that I think that it should, um, it's really okay. And it's, and it's more okay than I ever usually ever realize. And I can realize that if I choose to be here where it's all happening, to be here right now in the moment. And then I can realize that in the larger scheme of things, even if it doesn't go incredibly well, even if it doesn't meet, you know, if I have, un, you know, unusually high standards for something, then these are really just thoughts and beliefs and they're things that I can get in my own way. I'm not saying that it's bad or wrong to have high standards for things. I'm not saying that it's bad or wrong to want to have an incredibly good outcome, uh, especially if this is something that, you know, is if someone is committed to someone that there's going to be a certain outcome, that something's going to be done as promised a certain way, yes, clearly these are things that we want to go well. But in some cases, even then, even despite the best of our best intentions, sometimes for whatever reason, it's not going to. And I found that what I really want to do while I can't control the outcome, and if it really doesn't go as, as well as I hope, especially when I can't control it, what I really want to do is the only, the only, the one thing that I can control is my reaction to it. The one thing that I can control is whether or not I'm buying what I'm really trying to sell myself. In other words, if I am really believing, you know, if I have certain beliefs about this, if I am carrying certain opinions about what I think should happen and, you know, what's right, what's wrong, you know, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, then I'm really going to be wrapped up in that and I'm going to make things pretty tough on myself because I can see that there's only just a few acceptable outcomes. And if that's the case, I'm going to set myself up for a lot of suffering. Not to say that I should be okay if it doesn't go well, but really this is about just being aware of the ways in which I make this harder on myself than it has to be. And really it is through these these various behaviors of, first of all, creating an identity as someone who is going to be the person who things are not going to go well. And I'm going to be faced with having to figure out how to keep going in the face of things not going because I think they're not going to go well. I believe that they're not going to go well. So I've already decided that I know what the outcome is going to be. And even if that is the outcome, I really have not really set myself up to be able to cope as effectively as possible because I'm off in the future. And really any thoughts that I have about what's going to happen in the future, any speculations about what's going to happen are nothing more than thoughts. That's really all they are. I have no way of knowing what's going to happen. But if I can remember that, if I can just stay present enough to realize that I am setting myself up with all of of these beliefs and opinions about the way things should, that the way things should go, that I can literally make this so much harder on myself than it needs to be. 
if instead, if I can just allow myself to be here in the moment where it's all actually happening, embracing the fact that I'm going to do my best, I'm going to give it everything that I have, but in no way can I control all of this. And I'm going to actually try to do myself a favor. I'm going to try to cut myself a break by not imagining the worst. And I'm not going to create this identity of this person who is going to be, you know, a, a victim. I'm, I, I'm, if I can just be empowered enough to realize that I don't have to do these things. I may have these thoughts. I may have these notions, but I don't have to believe them. And I certainly don't want to try to stop my mind from creating these thoughts because the only, if they, if, if those kind of thoughts are going through my mind, it is most likely because it's a habit because I have done that in the past. And so our, you know, our neural pathways tend to work this way. And so there's nothing that I can do to necessarily rewire, rewire those pathways other than just not believing everything that I'm thinking about what's going to happen and not causing myself to have a, you know, to be disposed to having negative emotions because I'm already down the road in the future, putting myself through physiologically what I think this is going to feel like, you know, when everything basically just doesn't go is, you know, it doesn't go the way that I think that it should go. And therefore, if I think it's really not going to go well, I am literally spending time, you know, precious time that I have right now that I could be actually taking care of myself or taking care of my responsibilities to others and discharging those responsibilities and trying to be the best person that I can be because I'm not lost somewhere. I'm not setting myself up kind of like walking in a bucket, I think would be a good analogy for this. If I really think that I'm going to be the person that's, you know, this is all really going to go south, so to speak, it's not going to go well. Uh, I can start literally living the life of someone who is the person who is really caught in the middle of something that I couldn't fix and, and, and make it better. So I'm already living that reality when in fact it's not reality at all. It hasn't even, whatever this is in the future hasn't even happened yet. And I found that if I can just what really breaks the, and what happens is all of these thoughts end up creating all kinds of clutter in my mind. I can have so many different thoughts about what I think is going to happen, all of my beliefs about, you know, how this is going to hurt me in the future, how many, you know, how, you know, how much of a problem it's going to be and cause problems for me in the future. And I can already start feeling bad about myself. I can already start really hurting my own self-esteem, my own sense of, of just being able to be a human being and, and just to be who I am and see any good in that at all because I am so busy believing that I'm the person that's that's the victim in this, that somehow I'm a part of something that didn't go well and I'm literally identifying with that. And, what's, it, and it sounds like a lot to actually break this apart and think about all the different ways in which I can get in my own way and really create a lot of misery and suffering for myself even before this event comes to pass, it, it, the only way that I can ever really stop believing these things and to stop giving energy and time to these continuous patterns of thought is to be aware that they're happening. And it can be a little bit overwhelming at first, and, and I know that. I, as someone who started mindfulness practice many years ago, I remember just being able to 
pay attention to some of these thoughts. And when I got into situations like this, where there was a lot going on in my mind, you know, there, I was creating identities. I was believing that I was this, or I was that I was reacting to my own negative self-reinforcing thoughts of feeling like a failure, uh, feeling like I wasn't good enough, all these things. I guess the, the most beneficial or healing realization for me was to finally own the fact and to realize that these are all just thoughts and notions in my head that they're they're really they're really not everything that I think is not reality it's relative reality and it's only it's only that it's only so because I believe that it's so and uh, at the same time it's you know it's it's not the absolute truth but I can get in the habit if I'm believing everything that I'm thinking about what I'm feeling I'm literally creating my own reality and that that particular reality uh, is really not the absolute truth of what's going on. And so if I can just let these things go, I don't necessarily want to try to stop having them. I just want to practice. All I really need to do is practice letting go. And after a while, what happens is there starts to be some distance between myself and my thoughts. And pretty soon I can look at them more as an observer and not feel like I'm crushing under the weight of them. And that's really what I wanted the point I want to get across today is that it is once there is an awareness that you know we are literally finding ourselves sometimes crushed under the weight of all of these thoughts and beliefs and expectations for how things should be. I find that a lot of the things that I dread or really don't want to come to pass, really when I let go of all of my thoughts about them and all of the internal reactions and that that stoke all of these fears that I have about these things, what I find is that the monster, quote unquote, if there is one, and that's just really, it's really just my thoughts. It's really just my beliefs. It's really just these expectations that I have when I'm convinced that things are not going to go well. And what I find is sometimes, you know, unfortunately, you know, despite our best efforts, things don't always go well. I know that's not a huge revelation for anybody, but I know that in this case, if I cannot be, you know, carrying the weight of all of these thoughts and all of these reactions in it. And it really does get to be a burden after a while. Uh, it's a lot of baggage to carry around. And, and it's kind of like the old saying, wherever I go, there I am. Uh, it really is the truth. And I can find that I can try to escape and go somewhere else and try to do, do, to divert my attention. I can try to distract myself. But at the end of the day, if I have not really seen these thoughts for what they are, these notions, these beliefs, these identities that I create for myself. And it really isn't as complicated as it sounds. It's really just a matter of paying attention. And the more that I get comfortable with paying attention and I just have to practice it. And that's really ultimately what meditation is. That's ultimately what mindfulness practice is. It's just practicing being aware. It's just practicing paying attention if I can do that, then I really will start to see that it's really, in a lot of cases, not nearly as bad as I think it is. Or if I think it's going to be bad, things won't be nearly as bad as I think that they could possibly be if things don't go my way or go as as expected. And just to be able to kind of, it's almost like in a way, it's kind of like taking just a, it's kind of like exhaling and just letting go and realizing that this thing that we have been crushing under the weight of is something that we can choose to not buy into anymore. 
<coughs> and not uh, and not give in to. And we'll still have the thoughts. I can almost guarantee that the thoughts will continue. Uh, only in real advanced meditative practices, and I and even after years of doing this, I have not even gotten to the point where I just you know I can't say that for any long stretches of time that I don't have thoughts at all. There are short periods of time, but that's not really what this is all about. At the end of the day, it's it's I, I have found that by accepting and embracing the fact that I'm going to have thoughts, there's going to be sometimes a snap, uh, just a kind of a habit that happens just you know we're, we just kind of it's kind of a snap judgment so to speak it's just it's something that we just tend to do because we've always done it and, and we don't have to continue to do that and i find that you know the only thing that really changes that is shining the light of awareness on it and it's an ancient technology it's something that's been around for thousands of years but it is highly effective and what i find is that that uh, i can actually allow myself more energy and more time to really do to be the best person that I can be, and this is not to sound overly idealistic. I'm still human. I'm still going to clearly uh, am going to do human things and be human. I'm I'm not always going to do the best job at things. I'm not always going to do the best I possibly can. Uh, but I but what I found too is that this practice has allowed me to more fully embrace my own humanity, so to speak, or my own humanness. I think that's a, probably a more appropriate word for this. That that it's okay. I don't have. I, there's there's a. I don't have to always make the mark, so to speak, a hundred percent of the time. And what I find is, if I don't, you know, it's all the thoughts and all my beliefs about who I am or who I'm becoming or who I who I am now, because you know I'm the person that's not always made the mark, and I've or I've fallen short of these expectations. You know, then it comes down to you know, I can question these expectations. I can actually start to cut myself a little bit of slack, not not to a point where I'm making excuses for myself, but this is really more about finding the balance. This is really more about, this isn't really about self-improvement or letting ourselves off the hook all of the time. Or, you know, I know there's a fear the, and I've had people say this to me before that, you know, well, what if I actually, you know, cut myself a break too often, then what happens, you know? And then there's the fear about, uh, about not being able to, uh, to, you know, to, to meet our own expectations for ourselves. I know those expectations will continue, and the idea is not is, isn't to not have them, but I think what it is about is to have them be a little bit more reasonable for me and for people that I have worked with and taught this to. That it's really about you know letting ourselves be human, letting we don't have to be perfect. I don't have to always be able to to meet my own expectations for myself, and this really helps me to make sure that when I don't, I don't cripple myself with. Uh, the way, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't crush under the weight of all of the, uh, self judging thoughts that I can have when I, when these kinds of things happen. And ultimately this means I can cope more effectively. So now what I realize is, is that if I can just be aware and to really boil all this down, anytime I'm dreading something or not looking forward to something or finding that I am really down on myself, so to speak, or, you know, really being excessively hard on myself for some reason. It's really about, you know, slowing down and realizing that, you know, what's causing this, what's making this so painful for me and so difficult are these thoughts themselves. And that I can begin to give myself a little bit of breathing room. Certainly, if I need to improve, I'm, I want to improve. But I know I'm more likely to do that if I am not uh, making it harder than it needs to be with, you know, with, with, 
with being put under this crushing weight of all these thoughts and self-judgment. I actually might have a chance of actually doing a little bit better if I can actually get out of my own way.